Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports. One, one pitch, fastball, pulled and Got a fantasy question? Email fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league. Where fantasy becomes reality. Now, here's Adam, Scott, Keith, and Chris. All right, here we go, fantasy baseball today. Guess what, Scott White? I've what got, I've got the playoffs starting in one of my leagues today. Wow. Uh-huh. Exciting. Very exciting. A little yeah. early. Well, you know, it feels early, but the thing is, I don't like ending at the end of the season. Like, September's stupid. You should probably end early September. I mean, it feels very much like we're in wind-down mode here. Like, it's pretty much just you and me most of the time doing the podcast. Right. But there's one-third of the season left. Is there really? Yeah. Well, the the postseason is going to last four weeks. I set it up so the first round is a week, the second round is a week, the finals are two weeks. Uh, I have a bye, thankfully. So, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's early, but I think the Podcast League playoffs start next week. The Podcast Points League. Does it? Yeah, yeah, because it's two rounds per week, or two weeks per round. And I don't, I just don't like going... You left out the last two weeks then? Is yeah, that... I think I did. Yeah, I just don't okay. like going to the end. I just, I, I, don't, I don't appreciate that kind of baseball. We don't play week 17 in football. We shouldn't play to the end in baseball. It's unless it's Roto. Scott yeah, it's not the same. Disagrees. I know. It's not apples to apples. Not quite. Uh, well, anyway, welcome to the show. You make a lot of ad drops this weekend. Uh, I wouldn't say a lot. Uh, about the usual amount. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't a quiet weekend for ad drops. I don't feel like. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I thought it was pretty interesting. I, I there are a lot of uh, like deep league guys. Do we know how to pronounce uh, the guy the Marlins are calling up? Isan? Isan Diaz? Isan, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. He's got it. Well, I'm going with Scott. If it's wrong, it's Scott's fault. <laughs> I'm not the expert on pronunciations usually. <laughs> I usually am, but, you know, stupid football yeah. season. and Taking up all my time. Uh, he's up. Marlins are calling him up. I'm sure yeah. he, he's going to be popular. But give me, uh, give me a, one or a few hitters to add. Well, I, I think the hitter... Uh, I'll I'll say most I'm most interested in adding, although Bo Bichette is still surprisingly available. Uh, I'm gonna say Adam Duvall, who has five home runs in eight games since rejoining the Braves, has clearly displaced Austin Riley in the lineup. Now I think Riley's only started twice during that time, and it was more in Inciarte's place than Duvall. Duvall's just played every day. 29 home runs at AAA before getting called up. Of course, he's twice been a 30-homer guy in the majors before. An all-or-nothing tight, but not the quite the plate discipline issues Riley has encountered, and I, I think he'll do a, he'll be a better version of what Riley turned out to be, and certainly in five outfielder leagues, certainly anywhere where you need home run help. He's a good player to add. Cool. All right, so that's Adam Duvall. And mm-hmm. I added a few hitters in deeper leagues. I added Mike Talkman. Yep. He's he's in he's my top 10 sleeper hitters for this week. Yeah. Oh, they have great matchups. The Yankees have great matchups. Uh, mostly righties, I believe. He's a lefty. They're on the road, but they're at Baltimore and they're at Toronto. And look, he's just hitting well. So mm-hmm. Aaron Hicks is on the IL and gosh, Glaber. They're all hurt. Everybody's hurt. So he's going to play. Um I would look at Trent Grisham. He's owned in some of those deeper leagues. Yep. He only started two of four games since getting called up, which is pretty disappointing. But he went. He had three hits in a home run yesterday. Well, Scott, he, st- he sat against two lefties. So I think that's yeah. going to be the case. But I think they have only one lefty on the schedule this week. Um, so I'll, I'll double check that right now. I think that's it's two Brewers. when it's I looked two? at it yesterday. Okay. But, you know, that's always subject to change. There are 14 games today on Monday. Uh okay yeah so it looks like Grisham has two lefties in a mm. six day week that's not great that's not great just keep it that's in mind not great but if like if I feel like if he has more games like yesterday I mean that he was putting up ridiculous numbers at AAA even by 2019's AAA standards uh, always been a good on base guy that really sets him apart beyond just the power and everything else which he provided in mass too but. 
Yeah, I think if he keeps making impressions like he did yesterday, he might just find his way into the lineup on an everyday basis because you don't you don't like to. If you feel like a guy is really going to be an instrumental part of your lineup long term, you don't you don't want to uh, kind of put him in a position where he can't develop. And Grisham batted ninth for the Brewers in his major league debut. He batted he batted leadoff on Sunday, and he had a great day, three for four with a homer. Uh, other hitters that I was looking at, Josh Van Meter. I mean, I already own him in the in the deeper leagues that I want to own him in. And he's not, he didn't hit great this weekend or this past week, but he stole three bases. So three bases in his last four games. Like I said, he, I said on a previous show last week, he's got like 15, 20 steals, you know, based on the minor leagues, but maybe he'll run a little bit more. I don't know. But he's eligible yeah. everywhere, and Van Meter's 37% owned. So that's another guy I was looking at. Yeah, he, he has sat against the two lefties. The Reds have only faced two lefties all month. He was out of the lineup for those games. Both were this week. So that's a little disappointing, but yeah, I mean, quadruple eligible. He's hitting well. I think he's a fine pickup. Cool. All right. So those are some of the hitters. I'll tell you another guy I picked up, J.D. Davis. That one I'm not quite as excited about, but like he actually, his numbers are pretty good for the Mets. Dominic Smith's on the IL. He's playing. I picked up these guys in five outfielder leagues and deeper roster leagues, but I don't know. Look, I... Look, I saw Oscar Mercado in one of my leagues. I tried to pick him up. He got claimed. He's like 80% owned. Uh, sure. I, don't, I, I don't know who to recommend that's like shallower leagues. So most of the hitters I've been adding have been deeper league guys like J.D. Davis and Josh Van Meter. I mean, J.D. Davis has been playing every day here lately, since, basically since Dominic Smith went on the DL. IL, the IL. What? The IL, Scott. Come on. IL, sorry, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Davis is hit. It's all you know. Only my whole life referring to it as the DL. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, 297 with an 850 OPS on the year for JD Davis. I imagine he doesn't exact. He doesn't really profile as a 300 hitter, but there's some power. There's some on base skills there. Uh, I will add a deeper league option that I picked up in a couple of deeper leagues. Travis Demerit. I mentioned him on. Oh yeah. On uh, Friday, Tigers' new everyday outfielder looks like with Nicholas Castellano getting traded. He was part of the Shane Green trade coming over from the Braves and certainly has power potential. May strike out too much to make full use of it, but talking a deeper league context, certainly worth a flyer. J.D. Davis, by the way, is third base and outfield eligible. Demerit is one of the call-ups I wanted to talk about. I got the guy that we should have been talking about that we haven't. Uh, Willie Calhoun, he's like yep. 38% owned. And I'm not sure he's going to play. I think you might have to check the lefty matchups with Texas as well. But he's going to play a lot, and he's been really good. Willie Calhoun. He has been playing more than both, and it looks like he started against three lefties last week. So that doesn't seem like an issue. He's been playing yeah. more regularly than both Hunter Pence and Shinsu Chu. So it seems like the Rangers are fully invested in having him develop on the job now, which in his previous stints in the majors wasn't the case. And yeah, he has good power potential for a guy who really doesn't strike out all that much. He's up to eight home runs now and 127 at bats. And that's, that's always been the story for him. Like he had a down year in the minors last year and kind of fell off the prospect radar a bit, but the rest of his minor league career, that's who he's been guy who hits a lot of home runs but doesn't strike out that much, and that that's an interesting skill set. He has been striking out, I think, kind of a lot lately. But I don't really know what's a lot anymore these days, but he is hitting. I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised Willie Calhoun. He's now 41% owned. I'm surprised he's he's not more owned. So we've talked about Adam it's, Duvall. It's only a 20% strikeout rate on oh, the year. That's, that's not good. Bad, not bad. Uh, Adam Duvall... Josh Van Meter, Demerit, Grisham, Calhoun. These guys are pretty damn available. Who's who's your favorite? Is it Duvall over Calhoun? I think so, just because he's more proven. Like it was it was weird what happened to him after he got traded last year. The Braves kind of tried him in this part-time role and it just he didn't take to that at all. And then he spent the whole year in the minors doing what Adam Duvall does. 
and now he's back and he looks fine again. So I guess it's him, but it's a close call between him and Calhoun. I, I'm glad you brought up Calhoun because I, I feel like we've talked about him so much that uh, people should already have the story with him, mm-hmm. but apparently not looking at his ownership rate. We got a lot of bullpen news to talk about. So when we talk about pitchers to add, you know, you could definitely look at Seth Lugo, obviously Scott Oberg. Uh, <laughs> see how we feel about Adam, Aaron Sanchez. But who is the uh, pitch? Who are some pitchers that we should be adding? So Oberg is the top of the list for me. I know normally we go starting pitcher here, but this has been long overdue. The Rockies swapping out Wade Davis for him. Of course, Oberg filled in for Davis when he had an oblique injury earlier this year and, and got four saves. Looked fine in the closer role. But Davis got an ERA verging on seven now. Gave up five earned runs in Friday's game, and Bud Black. He, you know, he gave it one of those for now things. We're going to try Oberg for now, which I feel like is always what they say. Yeah, uh, I don't I I can't imagine the way Wade Davis's year has gone. It really it dates back to last year. I'm just not looking like a closer caliber reliever. It's at home. It's Coors Field. He's just absolutely terrible at Coors Field. Yeah, I mean, that is that what this plays yep. show? Oh, my goodness. Like completely drastic for Wade Davis. Yeah. Terrible. Oberg has an ERA like 160, though. I mean, the K rate is a little low. It's been better. It's it started off this year. It was it was. I I remember when they were first trying him in the closer role when Davis was hurt. I was like, this doesn't look like it's going to go well. And then the strikeouts picked up from there, and it it looked a little better. Uh, but yeah, I feel like I feel like Oberg should do a good job, and I think there's a 80 percent chance he keeps the job the rest of the year. Cool. The most added pitcher in CBS leagues is someone that I don't really think should be the most added pitcher. He's actually the most added player. It's Dodgers pitcher Dustin May, who was a little underwhelming in his major league debut. Five and two-thirds, nine hits, only three strikeouts, not a lot of swinging strikes. I watched some of his start. I didn't really, like, they call him Ginger Guard. It's hilarious, but he doesn't really have, like, a blazing fastball like Cinder Guard. Uh, look, well, he, he might, peaked at 98. He pe- All right, I mean... He's got a good fastball, but he ain't Noah Syndergaard. Yeah, he's not Noah Syndergaard. Like, you need to understand what kind of pitcher he is. He's not big bat-misser type. He was, like, right at a strikeout per... I think he was at less than a strikeout per inning for his handful of starts at AAA. He's more of a ground ball specialist. Um, I just don't uh, think he's going to be in the rotation that long. I, I Forget about all this stuff. Yeah. I, I, look, they're dropping like flies right now. Stripling and, and Ryu are both on the IL, but they're both... Right. Short term, so Ryu's only expected to miss one start. Stripling getting closer. Uh, I'm not sure that I want to start Dustin May in a one start week against St. Louis against Jack Flaherty. I'm not sure if he sticks in the rotation, he could face he'll face the Marlins in his next outing. But it's a one start week for Dustin May, and yeah, yeah, I don't know. No, I I don't think it's a problem to pick him up. You just have to understand the context which we're laying out here. I mean, in in 2019 you pursue upside wherever it shows up at starting pitcher. This is the Dodgers' top pitching prospect. He has a job right now. Who knows where it goes? You're probably right. Probably just gets one more start. But maybe somebody else goes on the I.L. Maybe sure. May is, you know, throws six, you know, three-hit innings next time, and and everybody's trying to pick him up then. Yeah. Uh, I, I it it just depends what kind of ro- if if you have a roster spot to play with or not, if pitching is your greatest area of need, which it probably is. I I don't think it's a bad idea to take a flyer on Dustin May. Okay, and I'm just realizing right now, Scott, that I screwed up one of my leagues and I have to go be a commissioner real quick. But uh, <laughs> other pitchers that we need to talk about: Adam Savali making a start for the Indians today. He's replacing Aaron. Aaron, Aaron Savale. Savale, sorry, I'm very selfish. Made him an Adam. Aaron Savale for the Indians. He's one of the most added pitchers as well. How do you feel about him? Not good. <laughs> he made a start early this year. It was six strong, six strikeouts, all of that. But he's not. He's not really a strikeout pitcher, and um, he did have good numbers at AAA. But I don't. I don't think it's it's the kind of skill set that's going to translate to the majors. Okay. Oh, sorry. You're done. All right. So we can skip over him. What do you think about Aaron Sanchez? If 
Aaron Sanchez, if the Astros can turn him around this quickly and make him really good, there <laughs> needs to be a formal investigation into the Astros. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I don't know. I mean, that's that's kind of uh, <laughs> kind of the ang- angle Trevor Bauer was taking, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I it, it's funny. It's funny how how quickly it had like, Oh, maybe, maybe the Astros figured something out with Aaron Sanchez and they're going to make him good. Uh, Of course, we weren't even really sure when they acquired him that they were planning to use him in the rotation as opposed to the bullpen. But, um, and, and I don't want to overreact because a lot of bad pitchers have thrown six, no hit innings before, you know, with six strikeouts, two walks, like, yeah, it wasn't, I don't know. it wasn't a crazy eye popping start, other than the fact that he gave up no hits. But he did do the kinds of things that you you often see pitchers do when they go to the Astros, which is emphasize the four seamer more, and in his case, emphasize the curveball more, which has a very high spin rate. It should be a really effective curveball, and he kind of threw it more in this one at, at the expense of the changeup. He may be onto something, and it may be worth again you you. Pursue upside wherever it reveals itself. I'd probably prioritize him over Dustin May right now, but I'm not. You know, let's let's not go overboard and say he's going to be an ace now. All right, that's Aaron Sanchez. I'll give you two more pitchers that I'm looking at right now. Um, Alex Wood, 53% owned, and yep. yeah, look, he's, yeah, he's been okay. Be he's been fine. He needs to be added. Yeah, he's got a 9.8 swinging strike rate in two starts, but. I don't think he's ever had a four ERA in a season. I said it on the show last week. I th- I think that's the stat. He's just having yeah. a really good career and fifty three percent owned Alex Wood. And good at keeping the ball on the ground. Right. Limits walks. You know, not a huge strikeout guy, but he's better than like Miles Michaelis type as far as that goes. Pretty good. And uh I know he just got crushed. And I knew he would get crushed, and I didn't start him because of it. Danny Duffy does not do well against great teams, and he was awful. He gave up four home runs at Minnesota. He has Detroit this week. So one-start streamer, 34% owned, Danny Duffy at Detroit. Here are his upcoming matchups. At Detroit, you could start. St. Louis, you probably sit. At Baltimore, you could start. Oakland, pretty iffy. Baltimore, you start. At Miami, you start. If you believe in Danny Duffy, which takes a little bit of gumption <laughs> could you could think about starting duffy in four of his next six starts you have a lot of gumption adam i guess i do you believe in danny duffy i guess i do. I know uh okay so um we got to talk about some big news some bullpen stuff all coming up right after this quick break on fantasy baseball today The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. All right, we're back on Fantasy Baseball today, and here's the news you need to know. Brought to you by... That should have been sponsored. News you need to know, but it's not sponsored. Uh, Robinson Cano likely going on the I.L. with a hamstring injury. Meanwhile, Edwin Diaz could be losing his closers role. And, yeah, we've been talking about it a lot. Seth Lugo's having a really good year. Max Scherzer is unlikely to be activated today. Scott, start or sit Max Scherzer this week? No, I think he's he's in need of a little bit of a buildup now with the amount of time he missed. Yeah. Sit I'm up. trying to take a closer look at Aaron Savale here because I feel like I may have... Uh-oh. You screwed I up? I may have underestimated him. Okay, all um, right. Well, you got time. 
the AAA numbers have been better than he was at any other point in his minor league career. He was pretty boring before this year, but he's had he's had surprisingly good strikeout games both at Double A and Triple A this year. It's just been inconsistent, very up and down with the strikeouts. So I'm not sure what to make of it. Okay, well, I mean, is he is he long for the rotation? Because Kluber, yeah, I think they I think they've got room for him. Yeah, if he's good, we'll, if he's we'll good. see. I'm probably not anxious to pick him up before he starts, but. You know, his first major league start, however many weeks ago, was good. And if this one's good, too, yeah, maybe. So that's Aaron Savale for the Cleveland Indians. Chris Bryant sat with knee soreness Sunday, but he should be fine. Uh, Edwin Carnacion broke his wrist. And Luis Severino is going to return as a starting pitcher. That's good. And Aaron Hicks is on the IL with a flexor strain. That's bad. And Luke Voigt may not need surgery for a sports hernia. That could be good, but he's still going to be out a while. So, you know, a guy who wins in this whole Yankees mess is Giovanni Urshela, who changed his swing a little bit. Oh, and Glaber Torres, and Glaber Torres left with a, a core issue. And actually, Gio Urshela left with an injury, too, but he's just day-to-day, it seems. Urshela is hit, having a very nice year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, Aaron, uh, Alex Rodriguez was talking about it on the broadcast last night. Triple-A hitting coach for the Yankees got Urshela to finish his swing. Didn't really elaborate on it much more, but there's something there. And I'm I'm buying into it at least again in those deeper leagues. But I think what what was hard to buy into was just he wasn't getting regular playing time. I think as long as he's healthy, he fouled a few balls off his leg yesterday. I think Urshel is gonna play pretty much every day. Yeah, and I mean you I'm not sure how many people remember, but he got a chance to be the Indian starter at third base a few years ago, and there was some excitement about him then because he was a very good contact hitter for in the majors this year, 16% strikeout rate, uh, which is great. Just the fact that he's developed some power here has helped it play up. And yeah, if he's an everyday player, third base is a tough position to, to really stand out at, to really um, become impactful at. But he's an, so, he an 882 I I, OPS. I, 882 for Giovanni Urshela. Yeah. And, without and a lot he's of probably not quite that good, but, you know, low to mid 800s, I could see him being. It, it just, yeah, I mean, it's probably more of like a roto lineup or a deeper league where you actually have a need for him. It's 43% on. All right. Yeah. Uh, would you rather have Miguel Sano or Gio Urshela? I think I'd rather have Sano unless batting average is the bigger need for you than home runs. LAD SP, Dodgers starting pitcher Gavin Lux could be called up, Scott. Did you say starting pitcher? Uh, short, uh, what is he? He's a, a short shortstop. Stop. That's what I thought. Okay, no, so then it can't be him. Who's their top starting pitcher? Or is uh, it Gavin Lux that could be called up? I mean, there's been some talk that... Where where did you see this? I don't remember. Gavin Lux is doing incredible things at AAA, like hitting 450 with an OPS of like 1,400. Uh, he's 21 years old, but like they're obviously can... You know, they, they yeah, might I, not turn down the help regardless of that. It so. was him that I saw that could be called up. Yeah, yeah. Corey Seager's um, been pretty bad. But I can't imagine they're yeah. just moving him. Yeah, um, that's the thing. I mean, there's not really a place where Gavin Lux would play. I don't see them moving on from Corey Seager. And, it, you know, the Dodgers obviously like to mix and match a lot. So maybe they move Muncie around some and give Lux starts at second base. I'm sure Corey Seager could get some days off. Yeah, if Muncie, if Muncie I, plays first base, then you could just get... Jock Peterson out of the lineup. Well, you've already said Jock Peterson isn't playing first base right. anymore. But now he doesn't Bell- have to play the outfield. Now you put Bellinger in the outfield. You put Muncie at first base. You put Lux at second base. Yeah. Whammy. I mean, they like to mix things. You got Like, that's an exciting picket, Gavin Lux. Okay. That's more exciting than Urshela or Sano. Uh, it might be more exciting than Bo Bichette. So if if it's that if it's sounding that plausible they could get him called up I've been they could call him up I've been kind of a skeptic just because 
of how full they already are of good hitters, uh, you, you got to pick him up and stash him because he has he's been incredible. David Dahl's on the IL with a high ankle sprain. Wilson Contreras is on the IL with a hamstring injury. And Sam Dyson's on the IL with right biceps tendonitis. He got off to a terrible start with the Twins. Dyson's on the IL, hopefully back soon. Isan Diaz for the Marlins, second baseman, getting called up. What's your level of interest in Diaz? Not as high as Lux, but if you need a second baseman, I think he's probably going to play every day the rest of the way. He definitely has power. Uh, cut down on a strikeout rate quite a bit at AAA this year, which helped him helped him take off. And this is a guy who, like, when he was a teenager uh, in the Diamondbacks organization, eventually got traded to the Brewers and the Gene Segura deal. He showed up on top 100 list back then. And so I'm a little surprised with his performance at AAA. He hasn't gotten more attention from all the prospect gurus out there. And it's hard to tell exactly how much of it is AAA juiced ball fueled and how much of it is is development. But the fact that the strikeout rate was lower, I mean, the juice ball has nothing to do with that. So I'm interested, and and clearly the Marlins think uh, think he's deserving of this opportunity. Would you rather have a red hot ish Rugnet Odor, or yes. a frustrating Cabin Biggio, or what's in the box with Isan Diaz? Probably what's in the box, though. I mean, I don't. What's in the box? <laughs> like, I'm not totally just interested in Odor, who had a lengthy, hot yes. stretch in the middle of last season. That, yes. You know, might be having another one of those. It's been it's been close to a month now, I think, where he's been crushing it. Yes, yeah, what he does, Rookie, yeah, sixty four percent owned. And I'm not Odor. totally giving up on Biggio. It's just. I don't know. I don't know. That's a close call. Especially like if I might go with Odor right now if I was just looking for whatever production I could get at that position, but I'd probably be picking up Diaz too for when Odor inevitably cooled off. Okay, Scott. So if we take a look at the most added list, we probably have covered most of the guys that we need to talk about, but Aaron Sanchez, excuse me, after Aaron Sanchez, Jeff Samarja is among the top 10 most added. He's a two-star pitcher. He's now 80% owned. He's got the Nationals and the Phillies this week. Do you trust Jeff Samarja in two home starts? I wouldn't say I trust him, though, in a points league. I think if you're really wanting that extra start, you could roll the dice on him the way he's pitched lately. Okay. Um, Michael Waka is starting today. So is Michael Waka a two-star pitcher? And he's listed as at the Dodgers and home against Pittsburgh. I believe he is a two-star pitcher. I'm not that interested in him. He's going to get absolutely destroyed at the Dodgers. <laughs> Other players on the most added list. Sean Maniah. Sean Maniah had a little bit of a setback. It is not looking like a huge deal, but he did have a setback. He's going to push Maniah's, uh return back a little bit. Zach Plezak is on the most added list. He must be a two-star pitcher. Yeah. At Texas and at Minnesota. Like, this is not going to go well. I don't Don't think so. Don't do it. No. Don't do it. I would not advise people using Dan... uh, Zach. Zach Plezak. I wouldn't advise using Dan Plezak either. I don't think he has much left, but... Probably not. No. And uh, Seth Lugo, way down on on that list. You should be... Looking at Lugo, 22% owned. Uh, more news and notes. Corey Kluber could begin a rehab assignment on Thursday. Danny Salazar's on the IL with a groin strain. Atlanta released Luis Gohara. Jamison Tyone is out for the season. John Means is going to come off the IL on Wednesday. He will start against the Yankees. Vince Velasquez played the outfield, and he played it beautifully, Scott. At least I only saw the highlights. I don't know if there were any lowlights. Did you see Vince Velasquez out there? I didn't. I didn't. Wow. He made like a tumbling catch, very nice catch, and he threw out at least one guy at the plate. It was really cool. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was an extra, extra innings. It that was is... it was right after Matt Carpenter bunted for a double against the shift. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's when it happened, yeah. 
No. I mean, uh, he's two starts this week, Velasquez. Yeah, he is. Yeah, as long as he didn't throw and his arm out in left field. Probably more advisable than Plesak or... Uh, the Shark? Or Waka. Oh, or Waka, okay. Not Samarja. Uh, Asher Wojciechowski... Kowski, Kowski may not miss a start due to a hip injury. Michael Pineda's on the IL with a tricep strain. Mitt Whit Merrifield uh, set a record-ish. Did you say Mitt Merrifield? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> well, here's what Whit Merrifield did. He went 135 straight games without back-to-back hitless games. So if you can digest all that, that was the second longest streak in the American League since 1946, according to Sport Radar. Yanni Chirinos left with a f- uh, finger inflammation. They're hopeful he won't have to go on the IL. Philadelphia sent Michael Franco to the minors. Scott Kingery started at third base on Sunday with Corey Dickerson in left field. Byron Buxton's on the IL. Anderson Simmons is on the IL. Griffin Canning's on the IL. Hector Neris, if you're wondering where the Hector he was last week, Hector Neris was suspended three games. You can ignore Nick Pavetta's save on Saturday. Mike fulton is pitching pretty well at AAA, so that might be someone to take a look at. He'll, he could be back soon. Hugh Darvish pitched through illness on Sunday, and that is it. We say welcome back to Matt Carpenter, to Marcelo Zuna, to Stephen Piscotti, to C.J. Crone, and to D. Gordon. And now we look at the bullpen. All right, Archie Bradley, Scott, 26% owned. He's gotten the last two saves for Arizona, 11 straight scoreless appearances. Would you rather have Archie Bradley or Scott Oberg? Oberg. Oberg. I mean, Archie Bradley season numbers are still awful. And I don't think there have been the same declarations that have been made for Oberg. But even if there were, definitely Oberg. Would you rather have Archie Bradley or Jose LeClerc? Uh, I think LeClerc. I'm stubbornly still optimistic about LeClerc. He did get the save Friday, but two hits, two earned runs, two walks. Still, I'm going LeClerc. Uh, Are you worried about Shane Green in the Braves bullpen losing his job already? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was funny too. The instantaneous way that the narratives were met with both him and Aaron Sanchez, because the narrative for Aaron for uh, Shane Green was, uh, yeah, he's not nearly this good, and the Braves shouldn't have paid for him. By the way, the Braves didn't pay that much for him, and he's better than anything they have in their bullpen. But was he one ten ERA good or whatever he was sporting? No, <laughs> was due for some regression there. But a blown save. In his first appearance with a solo home run, a three-run homer in a tie game yesterday. That's obviously uh, couldn't have begun his Braves career any worse than that. However, it doesn't sound like he's at any risk of losing that job, and I suspect I suspect he'll uh, he'll put together a scoreless inning here next time out. Bold prediction. All next right. time out, scoreless inning and a Green. save and a save for sure and a save. Uh, Toronto reliever Derek Law got a save, a two-inning save on Friday, but. They still are without their closer, Ken Giles, but he's he's close to coming back. And Baltimore reliever Sean Armstrong got saves on Saturday and Sunday after Paul Fry got a save on Friday. Armstrong might lead them in saves rest of the season. Who knows? For whatever that's worth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in terms of hitters, Scott, uh, I've talked about, honestly, everybody I wanted to talk about. Gio Urshela. Josh Van Meter, Willie Calhoun, J.D. Davis. Can't ignore that Nelson Cruz homered three times on Saturday, his second three-homer game recently. Amazing. Because he played half the week in Miami. Right. So we were saying, you got to sit Nelson Cruz, right? (laughs) He played half a week at Miami, and then one of the three games he started Sunday, he went hitless, and yet he had a great week. Yep, amazing. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so I think we're cool with it with hitters. Let's talk about pitchers. I also want to read some emails. Scott has to hop off the show in about 10 minutes. I'll finish up, but I want to read the emails with Scott on the show. So uh, we'll take a quick break here on Fantasy Baseball today. When we come back, your emails fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. 
So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. fantasybaseball at cbsi.com is the email address. This is from Maxwell. Hey, Fenster, McManus, and Hockney. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I should know that. Fenster. But I don't. Oh, oh, it's uh, Usual Suspects. 10-team 5x5 OBP league. It's a keeper league. Uh, who would you rather have, CJ Crone or Trent Grisham? Oh, Grisham. Definitely. Keeper league. All right. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how many players you're keeping, but it, it has to be a high number for you to consider keeping Crone anyway. So go with the, the higher upside Grisham. All right. Here's an email from Omar. Need a replacement for Joey Gallo. Six by six categories league with OBP. Renato Nunez, Adam Duvall, Miguel Sano, Jose Abreu. I think those are the only ones left. Jose Abreu. Jose Abreu has been pretty crappy. You realize that? Yeah, but I mean, by his no, standards. by like he's like got like a. I think he might have a seven fifty OPS. Jose Abreu. Yeah, he doesn't walk much, and his batting average has been lower than usual. But still, I mean, he's been he's been bad. I would trust in him over any of those others. I okay, twenty three home runs, seventy seven RBI on the season. Come on. Uh, okay, Jake needs a Cano replacement in a roto league. Odor, McMahon, Jeanette, or Dozier. I will go with uh, Odor, McMahon, Odor. Jeanette, or Do- yeah. yeah, yeah, Odor. Um, okay, Paul wants to know if he should drop Edwin Diaz for Scott Oberg. Oh, I don't think I'd do that, but you know, obviously there had been some discussions about Diaz maybe getting, maybe them pulling back on Diaz a little, Seth Lugo instead, getting some chances there. It just doesn't really make sense why Diaz has struggled to the extent he has, and I don't think it would be a long-term switch if it happened. So I'm not ready to do that. Maybe pick up Oberg as somebody to sub for Diaz for the time being, but I don't I don't think I'd drop Diaz. Pick up uh, from Brian. Pick two to start in a head-to-head points league. Bichette, Didi Gregorius, and Polanco. Jorge Polanco. Bichette and Gregorius. Uh, yeah, yeah, Didi was back in the lineup yesterday. Okay, so you're going to start him over Jorge Polanco? Oh, my, I, I was thinking Gregory Polanco, and I was like, was he back? I don't no, think he's, he's not. Back. He's definitely not. Yeah, Jorge, I'm sorry. Yeah, Jorge Polanco's the easy number one there, and yeah. then Bichette's too. Thanks for pointing that out. No I'm problem. Like Bichette's been very good. Uh, yeah. Brian wants to know, would you sit... A five-game Brantley or a six-game Pollock for either Duvall or a seven-game Willie Calhoun. Okay, I need you to repeat that one. Sorry. You got a five-game Brantley, a six-game AJ Pollock. Would you sit either one for Adam Duvall or Willie Calhoun? I would sit. I I would I would the the two I would start there are uh, Calhoun and Brantley. All right, from Ben. I just lost David Dahl. I need a hitter. Jesus Aguilar, Miguel Sano, David Fletcher, McMahon, Ahmed Rosario, Inciarte, Odor, Duval, Santander, Calhoun, Dickerson. You did not send me the emails, Adam. How am I supposed to follow along with that? You just have to listen. That's all. <laughs> all right, we're gonna eliminate Aguilar. We're gonna eliminate Fletcher, McMahon. You don't want to start him on the road. He's on the road all week. Ahmed Rosario, no. Inciarte, no. Uh, so Santander, no. So who do you like from this group? Sano? Uh-huh. Odor? Uh-huh. Duvall? Uh-huh. Calhoun? 
Uh-huh. Corey Dickerson. Calhoun. And? Uh, right. So it was no, Duvall, Duvall on that list? Yep, yep. Yeah, probably Duvall. Maybe I'd go with... Odor? Yeah. Maybe I'd go with Odor if I was looking for the hot hand play, but I think I like Duvall most in like a general sense. Scott, we need a catcher for this week for Douglas. Garver, Narvaez, McCann, Perez, Carson Kelly, and Maldonado. Let's go with Narvaez there. Okay, over Mitch Garver. Um, Close call between those two, but yeah, I mean, Mitch Garver's out of the lineup so much still. It's annoying. Seven games for the Twins versus five for the Mariners might even things up. Okay. But I think I'd still go with Narvaez. Okay, we got a little bit of time left here to talk about some pitchers. How about... We always want to talk about the studs being duds. Chris Sale and Joe Musgrove basically knocked you and our team out of the playoffs in the 16-team uh, league. Sale with eight, eight runs allowed. Some bad luck. In fact, a lot of bad luck. He gave up five straight singles and then a really cheap home run in a seven-run inning. But it's hard to ignore it. He's got a 468 ERA at this point, and he's 5-11. and 11. So, yeah. what do you think? About yeah, I, uh, I, in response to somebody yesterday, I tweeted out where I thought Shane Bieber would rank next year. And, uh, you know, so I kind of built up to him. I had Chris Sale third. And it drew the ire from some people. But Chris Sale has the third best XFIP of any pitcher this year. His strikeout rate is... Uh, I think last year and this year are the only two times he's averaged 13 per nine. Basically, in every measure but ERA and maybe home run per nine, he's been as dominant as ever. So I suspect Chris Sale, obviously the last two starts have kind of blown up his ERA again when he was on the verge of dropping it below four. I still think it finishes below four. It's between mid-threes and high-threes by season's end. Of course, assuming there's no IL stint. How about, and I wouldn't oh, be yeah. looking to sit him. I'm not. I'm not panicking over Chris Sale. How about Trevor Bauer? Got lit up by the Braves. Four and two thirds, three runs, three walks, three or more walks, and five of his last six starts. Bad start in his uh, Reds debut. Trevor Bauer. Yeah, two bad starts in a row. Zero home runs between them, which is interesting. Although one ball did sail over the fence. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, usually when a good pitcher has a bad start, we're like, look, it's just the home run. You know, just it, the home run bug bit him this time. And that wasn't the case for Bauer. He says he's just hasn't been getting ahead in the count. And he has control issues from time to time. It's, All season. it's probably nothing to worry about. All season he's had control issues. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. It's it's really annoying. But what are you going to do? Mean, you yeah, sit him? I'm not going to sit him. He's got the Cubs at home this week. It's not easy. But I just think it sucks. Right. I mean, I, I hated the move. I think it, I, I just I hated it. Harder competition. Not going to pitch as deep into games, perhaps. We'll see. So far, so bad. But it's only one start with the Reds. Um, David Price cut him loose or what? His, his last he's been pretty bad lately. His last four starts have been very good. And I like his wife just had a baby. He's on the paternity list. He has <laughs> to pitch on Sunday night at Yankee Stadium. He's terrible at Yankee Stadium. Gives up seven runs in two and two thirds. Like that was not going to end well. Yeah, it's been straight. Four starts, though, have been awful now. ERA over 10 in those four starts. And yet he's having his best strikeout season ever with his usual walk rate, usual home run rate. I, it, it, I don't really see anything that suggests he should be having the bad season and that looks like he's having. So, I mean, he's not of the caliber of a sale or a bower, but he's in that next tier and I, I think that makes it possible that you could think about sitting him till he turns things around. It just depends on what kind of options you have. In the long run, I think Price is going to be fine. All right, Scott. Well, I got to let you go here. And if you could give me a five-second answer, uh, what do you think about Mike Fires, who had another good start? Hey, his quality start streak ended. 13 in a row. It was snapped yesterday. Fell a third of an inning shy course the numbers were good that's not yes. how we expected the quality start streak to end yeah i still don't i still don't believe in this 
Yeah. I don't care how long it makes me look foolish. I, I will I will not start Mike Fires till the day I die. <laughs> Scott, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yep. Talk to you later. All right. Well, it's just you and me, people. Are you nervous? I'm a little nervous. I hope this goes well. Some more pitchers that stood out over the weekend. How about a couple of Yankees against the Red Sox? James Paxton, six innings, two runs, six strikeouts against Boston. Interesting because Aaron Boone has really kept saying that Paxton's stuff has looked good. He thinks that Paxton should have been pitching better, basically, than he has been. And the strikeout rate's really good. You know, 123 strikeouts at 95 and two-thirds. But in the first inning, he's just awful. I think his ERA is somewhere around 11. It's 11.37 in the first inning. And again, in this start, he gave up two runs in the first inning. At Baltimore this week, you're going to start Paxton, but he struggled against Baltimore this season. Uh, maybe this is a step in the right direction, though. And Domingo Ormond, seven innings, two runs, seven strikeouts against the Red Sox. That's coming off uh, five and a third, three earned runs at Boston, which was, an, which was a decent start. A start before that was terrible at Minnesota. So he had this stretch of three tough matchups in a row, and he came out of it all right, especially after that blow-up at Minnesota. Domingo Ormond gets Toronto on the road this week. Uh, So you all know how I feel about Dallas Keuchel. And he went seven innings. He gave up three runs against the Reds. He struck out four. And I kept thinking, is this a good start? Seven innings, three runs. It's a quality start. Only four strikeouts, but a low whip. Five walks plus hits. Uh in seven innings. That's a pretty good start. Also, it was six scoreless. Then he came out in the seventh and gave up a three-run homer. And, you know, I'd actually probably rather him not go that deep into games because that could keep happening. But here's what I noticed about Keuchel. The Mets are going to be very important to Keuchel because his next four matchups are against the Marlins, Mets, Marlins, and Mets. I trust him against the Marlins. If he does well against the Mets, then he's going to make me look really stupid. And then after those four starts, it's the White Sox. So... Matchups are not bad. Mets are going to be without Cano. It's interesting. Other starting pitchers to keep an eye on. Chris Archer. Ugh. Like, I, I started him, and I almost got mad that he had a good start because I just want to be done with Chris Archer. But six innings, one run, six strikeouts against the Mets. Am I going to start him at St. Louis? Only if I feel like I have no chance to win ERA or whip that week. In a categories league. In a points league, yeah, I don't know. He's a he's an okay start. I'm kind of leaning against it. Uh, you can drop Zach Davies. He's 71% owned. That's way too much. Drop him for Alex Wood. Steven Matz had a bad start after he was pretty hot his previous two starts. Matz does get Miami this week. I think he can be okay in that matchup. Uh, Dustin May, we've talked about. Alex Young, not really buying it with Alex Young. I think he's going to struggle against Philadelphia this week. Not my favorite. I'd rather have Aaron Sanchez. I'd rather have, for this week, Danny Duffy because I'm crazy. Uh, and then there are some other guys like Cal Quantrill's not so bad in deeper leagues. If Tommy Malone is used with an opener, he's not so bad. He'll face Tampa Bay this week. He might start. That would be bad. If he comes out of the bullpen, that would be better. And honestly, that's pretty much all I have. I know it's kind of a short show today, but I think we got a lot done. Do you want me to go through today's matchups? Yes. All right, fine. I will go through today's matchups. Let's see who we are starting and sitting. Not going to lie, I was a little mad that there are 14 baseball games today. It's Monday. There are supposed to be like 9 or 10 baseball games on Monday. I'm supposed to go out to dinner for someone's birthday tonight, and I can't do it because there are so many damn baseball games. So I am going to start Dylan Cease. At the Tigers, and that might be the last time I start him this season. I haven't looked at his matchups, but I generally do not trust Dylan Cease. If he goes out and dominates today, we'll have another conversation about it. I am not going to start Chase Anderson or Stephen Brault. I am not going to start Nestor Cortez or Asher Wojciechowski. Wojciechowski, pardon me. Uh, I am not going to start Hector Santiago, who exists, or Drew Verhagen, who also exists. I will not start... Ariel Harado or Zach Plezak? I feel like Dr. Seuss right now. I will not start him. Adam, I am. I will not start Trent Thornton. I will start Ryan Yarbrough against the Blue Jays. Uh, Jake Junis at Boston. No thanks. Andrew Kashner against the Royals. He has been bad enough with the Red Sox. I'm going to say no, even though it's the Royals. Uh, I'm not going to start Jose Suarez against the Reds, at the Reds, for the Angels. Anthony DiScofani against the Angels. Let's pull up the DiScofani game log quickly because I do think there's enough good stuff here 
to go ahead and start Anthony DiScafani. Well, yeah, I'm going to do it. Might not get you six innings, but I think you'll get a respectable start out of DiScafani. Okay, Jordan Yamamoto at Zach Wheeler. Wheeler, 100% start. Yamamoto comes in with a 394 ERA, a strikeout per inning, a lot of walks. Hasn't been so great lately, but his last start was six innings, four runs, eight strikeouts against Minnesota. If you can do that against Minnesota, you should be able to do well at the Mets. However, the three starts before that, five innings, four innings, four innings, combined 13 earned runs. I think I'm going to avoid Yamamoto in a one-start scenario and really in a two-start scenario at the Mets and home against Atlanta. I don't think it's going to be a great week for him. Uh, Brett Anderson at John Lester. I will start Lester. Armand Marquez at Zach Granke. Yep, I'm going to start Armand Marquez. I know it's a brutal matchup, but look what he did at uh, Yankee Stadium. Seven innings, two runs. Look what he did at home against the Dodgers last time out. Six scoreless, ten strikeouts. At Cincinnati, two starts ago. Seven innings, two runs. I trust him. Look, he gave up four runs and six innings at home against Houston. So I'm going to trust Armand Marquez tonight. Uh, five more games to get to. Max Fried at Jose Barrios. I will only start Barrios here. Jake Arrieta at Mike Leake. I will start neither. Anibal Sanchez at Derek Rodriguez. I will start Anibal Sanchez tonight. Denelson Lamette at Wade LeBlanc. Wade LeBlanc is starting. That means no. I will not start him. If they use Wade LeBlanc as a reliever with an opener, I will absolutely play Wade LeBlanc. So you're going to have to look for updates there. Denelson Lamette will not be starting for me. Uh, and Miles Michaelis at Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw is an easy call. You're going to start him. Are you going to start Miles Michaelis? I am going to say yes. I think he's been good enough lately. Four straight quality starts, five out of six. This is a tough matchup at the Dodgers. is just an unfair matchup. So I'm almost talking myself out of it. I would say he's borderline, and I don't feel like I want to be responsible for the failure of your fantasy team. So don't listen to me on Miles Michaelis. My, I'm fifty-five percent of me says yes, and that has been some really unhelpful stuff from Adam. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you on Tuesday.